and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season two, episode 16, The Blaze of Glory. Not to be confused with The Blades of Glory. I almost watched Blades of Glory just literally about two days ago. How strange that you would say that. We watched it quite recently. We watched it in, we watched it in lockdown. It's good. Good's a little rewatch. Mm. Enjoyable. Actually, I've got housekeeping this week. Housekeeping that actually I feel like a lot of people will already have caught up on by the time that we get to this episode being released to the public. <sighs> The OC is no longer available on Amazon Prime. Oh my God, don't even, don't even, don't even. This morning, I woke up at 7am, you know, because I'm a morning person now. And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to do my homework now. I'm going to watch the OC. I'm feeling good, feeling up. Let's do this. Went through to the living room, made myself a coffee, was sitting in my jimmy jams. Like, look at me being so fucking productive. So productive. Went on Amazon Prime. Couldn't bloody get it, could I? Couldn't watch it. Couldn't bloody watch it. Raging. Literally. Is there anything worse at 7.05am being raging? Well, I was raging because I already have the box set, which is fine. So that wasn't a problem. However, the wild inconvenience of having to go and actually put a DVD into the slot was something that I've not experienced for a very long time. Plus, once I started watching it, I realised that the DVD has no skip the intro function. So I had to listen to the whole thing. No. So I was quite annoyed about that. Well, I, Heather Davina Campbell, have fully committed to this podcast and I've bought the box set. So here we are. I mean, I don't want to say anything, but I bought the box set when we started. But okay. (laughs) I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Kerry, I only saved your phone number like three months ago. Like, don't. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if that's the only housekeeping we have, let's keep it short. Otherwise, I'll get angry again. Okay. Previously on the OC, uh, Lance is blackmailing the one and only JC, Julie Cooper, everyone's favourite, because um, she was in a she was in a scuddy scuddy video, wasn't she? An adult movie, mm-hmm. a little little porno. Anyway, um, we also met Carter last episode, who I'm very intrigued by. He is the new magazine editor who. Pretty obviously fancies Kirsten. I mean, who doesn't? She's a, she's a hottie, hot, hottie patotty. But yeah, Kirsten was cutting about last week without a reading wing, and it's a bit old. Her reading wing. <laughs> her reading wing. <laughs> um, let me try that again. Um, no, I want Kirsten... you to keep that in. I think you should keep that in. I'm going to talk well, over you for all of the time that you tried to redo that. So you've got to keep in reading wing. We're meant to be doing this snappy. Stop distracting me with your shenanigans. (laughs) Um, Kirsten's been cutting about with her wedding ring, hasn't she? Which, I mean, 
doesn't make her any less married, but sure, whatever. Apparently, mm-hmm. everyone thinks she's now free and ready to mingle with her bling on. Uh, but yeah, there was some sad feels in the Kirsten Sandy household after the old Rebecca thing. Like, she's not quite sure about her relationship. And then this handsome journalist is strolled on in so that's all happening julie cooper told alex that marissa will get bored of her and lighter and basically that marissa's still in love with ryan and she should probably just give up mm. yes um seth and summer are back together and snogging all the time and that's has caught up i think that's everything right that's pretty much it that is pretty Great. much the long and short of it right preamble spring is here we've got a time frame thank God, those kids are back in school. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I was severely worried about their education and where their parents' money was going. Very, very concerned. Yes. So it must have been spring break, right? That must have been the, the Easter holidays that we had, the whole Tuscany shenanigans. I feel like they've not been at school for a really long time, like a really, really long time. Yeah. Well, we've not seen them at school since like... Before Valentine's Day. Exactly. Um, so the boys, the boys are at school. Um, Seth ha- is currently in the process of over-sentimentalising the past. He seems to be a man on a mission. Um, getting Ryan and Marissa back together is his aim. Right. Are, are the writers of the OC doing that super aware thing where they're saying the things the fans were saying at the time? I mean, possible. He's talking about how, like, last year slash season was so much better than this season mm-hmm. slash year. Is that how and you like, feel? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's just really interesting, especially when they're talking about, like, oh, you know, like, season one was all, or season one, last year it was all fighting, this year it's all, um, like, live music. I was just like, that is far too self-aware mm. to not be a subtle nod to the, to the fans. I'm nodding. To the fans. I'm nod to the fans. Hmm. Um, anyway. But I didn't watch it at the time, so who bloody knows, eh? Mm. They're having a pep rally um, with the Future Heads as a backing track. I used to love the Future Heads. In fact, after we finish oh, up today, oh, oh. I've got a couple of things to do and I might do it while listening to the Future Heads on my yeah. Sonos. Um, the Hounds of Love are always calling. They are. Ind- that is not the song that's playing, but they are indeed always calling. Um... Can we talk a little bit, very, very quickly, about Could Care Less? There is a very well-documented and publicised David Mitchell rant about this exact thing, so we won't go too much into it, but can we just talk a little bit about how if you could care less, that means that there is still capacity for you to care less, and the way that you express that phrase is, I couldn't care less. If you're American, fight me. Like, drop it in the DMs and fight me on it. Like, I'll, I don't mind. Let's go. Let's go. That's all I've got to say about it. Who was it that said it? Who was guilty? Who was the guilty party? Seth. Of course it was. Of course it was. <sighs> well, we can't keep living in last year, Kerry. We can't. We need to move on. That is we true. need to move on with our lives. That is true. Marissa gets dropped off by Alex. Summer appears and very clearly warns Seth not to meddle with Ryan and Marissa, to which I agree. Do you know, see, just before she turned up and said the words, don't meddle, I wrote down, Seth is so meddlesome. (laughs) So meddlesome. (laughs) I could literally be a writer on this show. This is so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, living the now, Seth, we're, we're over it. But yeah, Summer's all like, oh, they're combustible. 
Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Basically, Ryan and Marissa shouldn't get back together. Agree. Full stop. Agree. Okay, and then into the episode proper, we have Sandy and Kirsten playing golf. She is not very good at it. Um, I didn't really That's understand right, why this whole thing happened at a golf course. It was very strange. Like, this could have easily been a conversation over breakfast because they played golf for about three seconds and then she was like oh I've got to go I'm busy um, I need to decide which picture of Julie Cooper we're going to put on the front of the magazine I was like why are they yeah. on a golf course like I don't what's going on I thought it was kind of nice it set the scene that they're like trying to do things together you know but then it also is in contrast to the fact that you know Seth says later on about the you know the tension between them and he says oh but we've been working all the time we're really busy and then he also says at one point to her um, you know oh I think we need to have some quality time together but literally at the start of the episode they were out playing golf together as like a little leisure activity so it kind of stands in in, in like nonsensical juxtaposition to what they're trying to do with Kirsten and Sandy at this point. Yeah she does look cute in that visor though Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it looks like a giant towel on her face, but I think it looks if that's cute. what think you think looks cute, the then that's outfit. okay. I love a good golf outfit. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna learn how to golf. I think you just like the the golf outfits because you also like the outfits back in the yeah, the Oliver when episode. They were in Palm Springs. Yeah. Was it Palm Springs? Yeah. Something cute. like that. Um, um, but yeah, this is where we find out that Sandy loves Carter's work. Yes, the, he used to edit a magazine called Revolution, which was the a magazine of the left wing um, of Berkeley, all the freaks and geeks and others, people outside of the mainstream. And Sandy is obviously a big fan. I feel like I would be a fan of, of Revolution. Yeah, it seems up your street. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, but he also says, oh, I would love to meet him. Mm-hmm. Ominous. Ominous. Mm-hmm. Very ominous. Uh, let's move on to Seth chatting to Marissa because this is weird. Yeah, I don't understand this problem. Like, there's no one to design the bonfire. Just chuck a bunch of sticks in a pile and set it on fire, right? But also, they are not adults. Why yes. would an adult not be doing the effing, effing bonfire? This is ludicrous. Very ludicrous. strange. Ludicrous. Um, so, Seth suggests to Marissa that Ryan should be the bonfire architect and... Um, she calls him Mr. Water Polo. And I was like, I think it's sarcasm. Oh, what's all right? I think she's being sarcastic because he's not preppy. So it was sarcasm and bad acting combined to make a confusing yeah. statement. Right, that's fine. We'll just yeah. leave that. I was going to go on a little rant about that, but let's just leave no, that. No, you're okay. Um, does Mar- I thought Marissa's voice sounded really different here in this scene. I think this is the start of the vocal fry trend. Do you remember this? Mm hmm. When yeah, people, like talk like this. I like, remember like Paris Hilton and then the Kardashians. I think that was what was happening at the time, and I think she's introducing a little subtle little fry. fry. In her it's voice. interesting that we both noticed that. I definitely thought that was very obvious. Um, so I'm pleased that you also noticed it. Um, Julie calls to try and get Marissa to come home. And she is having none of it. And this is sort of the start of the storyline of Julie really wants to get Marissa to come back type scenario. I love it when uh, Marissa hangs up on the phone in her and she's like, oh, she's such a little me. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) cute. Um, 
And then Lance is like creeping in the doorway, another like not so slender, slender man creeping into the shot. But I love that she addresses it and is like, you're creepy enough, don't creep about in doorway. Yeah, you're a creepy enough guy, stop it. Um, He makes an ultimatum. She's got three days to give him his money or else everyone's going to see her butt and other bits. Um, The people of Newport will see a lot more than your face. mm. Like your butt. Then we get Kirsten... (laughs) This is actually a weird transition because it kind of transitions from Marissa to Julie after the phone call finishes and then she comes out of the office and it transitions into Kirsten. It's like an interesting little fluid piece of editing here. A flowing flowing transition. Yeah. Um, Anyway, there was a 3.30am call from Carter who was steaming. He was drunk drunk. (laughs) And he was telling everyone that he was not coming to work that day. So do not expect him. Which, you know, I think that's pretty decent. Like, I, I've been very drunk before, and I don't know that if I was that in that state, I would have the foresight to call work at 3.30 and say, oh, I'm not coming in. That would seem like a tomorrow me problem. Yeah. I would literally, at 3.30, just be deleting all my Instagram stories and seeing whether my boss had seen them or not. <laughs> and that's what I would be doing. Yeah. Um, explain to me why <laughs> oh, no. this school lunch area has a guy just barbecuing like chicken wings in the middle of the day what the frick what the actual frick i was really confused i was like what what place are we in here where are we and then it panned out to like the and i was like what they're at lunch like no come on no so yes they're at school marissa invites ryan to build the bonfire um as Seth had already suggested, and she thought it was a great idea. So she decided mm-hmm. to do it. Um, they all know what is up here. Like, everyone gives this knowing look of like, oh, yeah, Seth suggested it. Hmm, mm-hmm. okay. I did like the line, though, like, who else has worked in construction, wants to be an architect, and has burned a house down? Well, exactly. Ma'am, yeah. <laughs> it does make sense when you say it like that. Candle safety, everyone. Candle safety. safety uh, although safety. in this episode, they're allowed to set fire to stuff, I suppose. <laughs> I didn't understand. I didn't understand at this point either why he had to go to her house to design the bonfire. Like, if they're going to meet up after school, why didn't they just meet up in the library or whatever? Because otherwise, why would Alex see them together and be annoyed? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, Sandy is having IT issues. I feel like a lot of people in this current climate will very much appreciate <laughs> Sandy's uh, IT issues and the way he responds to them. And then Julie does a wee slender man, eh? Julie's the one that turns up at the door and she's like, oh, hey. Sandy's like, listen, mate, Caleb's got me on retainer. So if this is a marriage <laughs> thing, <laughs> you'll need to find somebody else. I really um, liked her outfit here. Can we just take a hot minute to talk okay. about it? It's like a, like a, maybe like a really light grey, like verging on like a white, like mac, like a long mac, like a, almost like a trench coat. Is that what you would call it? No, maybe. like, you know, like the Burberry Macs. It's like mm-hmm. that. I imagine, let's say it's Burberry because that'd be cute. And then she's got like a lilac scarf, like tied around her neck. It's like a skinny scarf. And then she's got like hoop earrings in. She looks great. It's a cute outfit. Mm. I like it. Well, she wears a cute outfit to deliver the video to Sandy. She just like flops it down on the, the desk and he's like, um. <laughs> I love the fact as well here you can see him trying not to laugh. You can yeah. see he's trying to be professional, but he's just like. <laughs> and he is, uh, he's speechless. For the first time in his life, he is speechless. And her <laughs> excuse is, it was the 80s. 
It's a good excuse. I've heard wonderful things about the 80s. She wants to keep it quiet from Caleb, from the authorities, the feds, from everybody. She doesn't want, she wants it to go away and she wants Sandy's help in doing this. Um, I like the fact that the thing she's most worried about is not the company, not her marriage with Caleb. She just doesn't want Marissa finding out. Yes. Which I thought was really lovely. Yes. I wondered a little bit if this storyline would be different if this season was made now. Because obviously you've got the whole thing of, I mean, we all know where Kim Kardashian's career began and what propelled her into the the big time. I wonder if they would have gone in a different direction with this storyline if this had been made in the modern day. No PR is bad PR. Yeah, like Julie Cooper and her OnlyFans account. Like that's where it Did ends up. Did you see? I'm sorry to put this burden of knowledge on you. Did you see Kerry Katona has an OnlyFans? Oh God, no, I did not. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I don't really keep up to date with who is on OnlyFans. Although I did read the the article about Bella Thorne, which was very oh, interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, JC should get on OnlyFans. I wouldn't pay for it, but I'm sure plenty Speaking of other people Speaking of JC, her, that being her initials, maybe we should get, you know those wristbands that like that Christian people wear that say, what would Jesus do? Like WWJCD, what would Jesus what Christ would do? Julie maybe we should Cooper get them and just repurpose them as what would Julie Cooper do? <laughs> merch idea, guys, merch idea. What would Julie do? What would Julie do? It's the eternal question. We mm-hmm. could try. Well, maybe. Okay, let's pay for ones that would say that say like, "What would Sandy Cohen do?" And then we've already got the JC ones, which I imagine we can get pretty cheap. That's like two things we could sell. Indeed, indeed. Um, let's head to this bougie AF library because, like, yes. even my uni library wasn't that nice, and my uni library was lovely. Yeah, I know. My uni library was not lovely, but got redone like in my. Final year, um, but not to look like this. It's got like this massive, like floor to ceiling, partially stained glass window. Yeah, <laughs> like what the f? It's very, very nice. Um, and then Summer comes in, starts screaming and shouting, and I felt like they could have made more of this scene. Actually, like I felt like it was a kind of throwaway thing, and I felt like this was a new location. We could have had like a whole breakfast club style episode if you're going to introduce the library yeah. and have the whole library thing. But mm, no, it didn't happen. It ju- Although, see, now that I say that, I, would, I feel like there's maybe a an episode like that and later. Oh, interesting. I think it's possible that that maybe happens later on. I might be getting that mixed up with something else. I mean, else. if anyway. they wanted to do a Halloween episode that was kind of like Ghostbusters, I'm so here for that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, so she's shouting, she calls him an asshat. They go to a little section and she tells him not to meddle again. That's yeah. really all that happens here. I find this really interesting. So obviously I have never seen the OC before. In case anyone didn't know. I've never seen it before. Learning on this voyage of discovery. And I obviously knew that Ryan and Marissa were a couple. Didn't realise they broke up and got back together again. But now that I'm kind of seeing that, everybody on socials are like, Ryan and Marissa are meant to be. Oh, they're like meant (sighs) to be. Oh, it's written in the stars. Oh, you know, they're like the perfect couple. And I think if you actually look at the facts on the table, they are not the perfect couple. Like, if you write it down, they are mm-hmm. not the perfect couple, which has led me to this hypothesis that the only reason people think they are the perfect couple is because Seth says here that they are the perfect couple. 
it's meant to be they're made for each other it's meant to be you and me and Ryan and Marissa there's no uh, factual no. scriptural evidence to that fact I would go so far now listen that statement that you've just made is not going to go down well with some of our listeners I know that for a so fact us. right so guys. but I would agree with you and I would say I would actually go so far as to say that I don't see if the, if those two people were two of my friends I would be saying I I don't see it. I don't see what they have in common. I don't get what yeah. they and I don't feel like they've got great chemistry either. Like I it's just very I mean, I guess it's the whole star crossed lovers thing that initially yeah. maybe made them seem like a a romantic ideal, but I think the most mm-hmm. tension and sparkle that was there was before they kissed. Mm-hmm. See, from the second they kissed onwards, I've just not because remember, I was so team Ryan and Marissa at the start. I was like, this mm-hmm. is super cute. This is super mm-hmm. exciting. And then as soon as she saw them kiss, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. So yeah, that's just been my thoughts and feels. Alex calls Marissa. And turns out she's not so cool about Ryan or the fact that Marissa hasn't told her about the pep rally or any of that stuff, which to be fair, I can see why she would be upset about that. Yeah. Did you notice how, like, poker, poker, poker straight her hair was? Remember when that was such a thing? Oh, yeah. Like, hair's so straight. I actually broke my hairdryer this week and literally arrived today, um, the replacement, and I decided not to get a hairdryer. I decided to get one of those brushes that is also a hairdryer, so you don't need to brush with one hand and hairdryer with the other. You just brush with one device i'm gonna say like peak julie cooper thing here i actually have the dyson hair dryer that gives you the yeah. hair dryer and the hairbrush it's uh, it's fucking amazing okay it's changed my life and i love it if you're gonna invest in that like don't buy straighteners just get this it's so good yeah i mean but for people who don't have 300 pounds lying about you could just buy a different thing do you know what's even worse what my mum bought me it. I didn't even buy it myself. Remember all those times that Heather tried to say that she's not like, oh, I'm not that posh. I'm not that posh. Oh, I've just got a 300 pound hairdryer. Oh, oh all right. Okay, okay Heather. I'll take that okay. one on the chin. Right, Kirsten goes to Carter's house. He is wallowing. He's still drinking, despite it obviously not being half three in the morning. We find out that it is his anniversary and that is why he is having a meltdown. He also looks great for a 24-hour bender. Like, I would definitely I have been sick of myself and have, like, I mean, he probably doesn't wear mascara, but, like, he looks good for a 24-hour bender. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then she goes on some big thing about, like, oh, it's a chance to turn the community on its head. Like, we could be subversive and irreverent and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, mm, nah, I'm just going to stay here and drink. Yeah, bye. <laughs> um, I did really enjoy his um, synopsis of the magazine being, ju- it's just f- uh, a photo op for 55-year-old women with 25-year-old breasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel I laughed a little bit too hard at that. It was good. Mm. Mm. Um, Seth and Captain Oates are watching The Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I've said it's dark. Why isn't Ryan at, Ryan at Marissa's? To me, if you say it's someday I'll see you after school, that That's means like four. immediately after school, yeah. not tonight, like later on tonight. So that was very confusing. All his designs have sucked, apparently. Um, I mean, it's a bonfire. You're literally going to set it on fire. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I just, I couldn't understand. I just don't understand this whole build the bonfire storyline it's so strange (laughs) anyway 
Um, Seth has noticed a bit of parental tension. Um, and Sandy just reassures him, oh, you know, we've just been busy. There's nothing to worry about. Love takes work. And then, valid point, Sandy, valid point. Yeah. And then instead of focusing on the fact that his parents' marriage may be in a rough spot, Seth latches onto the love takes work and uses it to try and get Ryan to go back together with Marissa again. You hear that, Ryan? Love takes work. And then <laughs> Ryan proceeds to grab Captain Oates and punch him really hard on the arm. Yeah. Which yeah, I wasn't I mad about. some... Um... Yeah, some rage in there. Mm-hmm. But, but isn't it funny how the whole thing is, oh, you should get back with Marissa, and already we're starting to see Ryan return to this angry, aggro behaviour. Mm. Behaviour of last year, which he has grown. He has had his personal growth. He has moved on. Indeed. And so it's trying to drag him back. Head I over to... I love a pizza right now. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> head over to Alex and Marissa's. The doorbell rings. It is... Julie Cooper, not who I thought in. was going to be there. Yeah, you can't, can't come, come in. in. I haven't You're not been vaccinated yet. <laughs> it's like very much coronavirus type of a it's scenario. One household only, mom. Exactly. Um, we joke, but the rules have just changed again in Scotland, and I'm actually like devastated. But sure, oh, whatever. <laughs> no, let's not talk about it. Um, and this is where we find out the most important piece of information here, I thought, was that Marissa has credit card that's funded by her mother. And I thought that's really weird that Julie wouldn't immediately cut that off in a bid to get her to come home. Yeah. That was a very strange one. Good parenting, though, because you're trying to make sure that they're still well and looked after. So yeah, I see her I, I see her means for not doing it. I guess. But she says, she being Julie Cooper, we've all done things we regret but it's never too late. My door is always open. Good parenting from JC. I mm-hmm. like it. Good job. Yeah, that was and good. And Marissa's wearing a super cute top here. It's very now. I like yes. it. I've got a lot of fashion statements. I think it's because at this point I was still in my jammies and I hadn't put on clothes for the day. So maybe I was like looking for inspiration on what I was going to wear. Ooh. But uh, Marissa's wearing like a little strappy vest top. It's black with like a small floral print. It's cute. Mm. I liked it. Seth is in his room and another visitor who we do not expect comes to the door and it's Alex and he makes a comment of she was never in his room when they were going out and I was like yeah that's true she wasn't and that's a little bit weird it's Um, also weird that they're forcing that they're now like pals and she would ever go to him for advice yeah yeah she wants advice Um, he very creepily is like oh I need some photographic evidence or video of like your relationship with Marissa shut up absolute creep um, she admits that she's fallen hard for Marissa and asks if she's fighting for a lost cause. Um, and this is where Seth puts his foot in it and mentions about the tent scenario in the mall. Now, he says, oh, they slept in a tent. Just for continuity, continuity police here, they didn't sleep over in the mall because the no. co- the mall cop came and got them. So what is he talking about? They didn't sleep in the in valid, the same tent. Valid point. That's yeah. just. Life. I'm also glad you said that because my pen ran out and it just says, "Seth let it slip." Mm. <laughs> well, he did let it slip, and she mad. She is <laughs> she mad. Really I also don't like that they are making this character who was strong, of her own opinion. You know, had her poop together like 
an independent young woman who's chosen a different path in life Mm -hmm. they are now like ripping her apart yeah like ripping her apart yeah like she's super jealous yeah it's like why have you made her into this crazy jealous person like she was never like this before yeah it also doesn't make sense with the whole jealousy thing because of remember the storyline of her ex coming back and seth and whatever it jealousy doesn't is not a part of this character it's very odd um ryan goes to marissa's were you a little bit annoyed that it was still messy yeah like raging yeah like how long does it take you to put some beer bottles in the bin I just don't like even like through my student years through living with other people I can't tolerate that level of mess like Mm. that's not okay Mm -mm. Um, but she's tidying up and it's almost like she's embarrassed isn't it Mm -hmm. because she Mm -hmm. says like oh sorry about the mess we're between maids like she's clearly embarrassed about where she's staying and what it's like yeah and did you notice the little feeder sink here good music in this episode actually um, no, the, I didn't. The track as he's walking up to the house is Feeder Frequency. All right, I, I didn't know Feeder had any other songs apart from... Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's a little mm, little sad bop. That's what mm. I'm going to call it, a sad, sad bop. Sad bop, I like a sad bop. She's also wearing pedal pushers. Do you remember the fashion yeah, trend of pedal, pedal pushers? pushers. <laughs> pedal mm. pushers. She's wearing pink pedal pushers. Mm. Mm. I hope that doesn't come back. No, my calves do not appreciate a pedal pusher. Um, Apparently Alex is working, is what she tells Ryan. Um, Seems a little bit off to have Alex be not cool about Ryan and the the bonfire, but then invite him over to your house anyway when she's working. That's like a... A dick move in our relationship. Like, yeah, I feel like that's move. really bad. Um, but they are building a Trojan horse. It seems to me to be very excessive. Like, this level of carpentry required. I mean, you'll know. In fact, you will know because we went together. Mm-hmm. When we used to go to Wickerman, that Wickerman was built weeks and weeks yeah. in advance. Side note, Wickerman was a festival in Dumfries in Scotland um, of kind of indie music, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, mm-hmm. It was freaking fabulous. It and was I loved fabulous. It. it was like one of the last festivals of the year as well. But yeah, the kind of weekend ended on the Saturday night with this giant Wickerman structure being set on fire. And honestly, yeah. it was like three stories high. And you're right, they were building that for the, the better part of yeah. the summer. Remember it was like it used to it was at was it midnight they used to burn the Wickerman and all the tents and all the stages didn't have any acts on at that time. And everybody mm-hmm. went to like a certain section of the the field and watched the Wickerman burn and like these drummers came and like it was, it was all like so pagan good. and whatever. And then there was always like one act on after the wicker man had burned it was good it was so good it was so good Um, but yet like i just don't believe that teenagers would be left to be responsible to make such a spectacular bonfire the day before that's insane or the day of they actually make it It anyway well also it was the day before and he was only designing it so like where did they get all the wood and the like he would have had to order all that like people. they would have made anyway. it work anyway sandy is visiting lance to at the mermaid was that the area <gasps> at the mermaid no, i did not mer- notice it did was you not see like the pink the pink walls and the sign no. was like reflected in the window i did notice the rock music prostitutes and her going out for smokes though like yeah. he's definitely got a vibe doesn't he mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I really enjoyed the Rock You Like a Hurricane as well. Good music. I know I just said it, but great music in this episode. Sandy is pushing for the 50k, and Lance is absolutely not having a bar of it. He's like 500k, or this goes live in 72 hours on the internet. I also love the fact he's talking about live streaming it in 2007. Like it's 2020, and people can barely figure that out. So good job, Lance. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say that people can't figure that. I mean, Twitch is a huge thing, <laughs> like a huge thing, which is I know. a live streaming platform. Yeah. A lot of people can figure it out. A lot of brands cannot. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a really minor chat between Ryan and Marissa where Ryan basically explains to Marissa Seth's theory that he wants to go oh, back yeah. to last year and how it was. Whatever, boring, nobody cares. Alex is... <laughs> Alex is drinking in the car. She's doing a look, isn't she? Getting drunk in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate this scene. Like, I hate it so much. I hate the fact that Alex is being made out to be this really violent character. Like, I just don't get that vibe mm-hmm. from her at all. And then also the fact that she's like, don't go near my girlfriend. Like, I just, oh, this whole storyline is stupid. Um, but she gets it out of the car and she's ridiculous. chucking tinnies at ryan and she's shouting at him and then ryan says walk away in this like ridiculously ridiculously aggressive way yeah like insinuating that he would be violent towards her that he's gonna hit her yeah that's what i said and i just yeah what are you gonna do what are you i gonna just do, hate ryan? that like i hate that so much and the fact that that was allowed to be in like that the writer would actually think that is okay for one of his characters to say makes me really sad well yeah i mean it plays into this whole like lesbian woman as lesser woman thing that is awful like this whole thing of like a man like a man wouldn't hit a woman but, he but would hit a for some reason, like yeah. a lesbian woman is like more masculine okay. somehow or in some sort of way. It's very, very, str- it's, it's actually yeah. horrific. Have we talked about this, this before? What is that quote that's like, in a survey of men, they were asked about what they were most scared of about women. And they were scared that women would laugh at them. But in the same kind of survey, the same questionnaire, when women were asked that question, what are you most scared that a man will do to you? The answer was kill them. And I feel like yeah. if you put that thought onto the scene, you know? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, totally. wet hair um, Sandy, let's take so, her mind off it. Whew. Yeah, I like a wee moist <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> um, the worst word, Kenny, why would you say that? Moist Sandy. Kirsten and Sandy missed each other last night. So does that mean that they didn't spend the night together? They Or they... One one of them was asleep by the time the other one came oh, home, I or something like that. It was asleep. a strange. That's what I got. Mm. This is a nothing conversation. She wants a copy of the magazine. She's got a plan, obviously. Fine, cool, <laughs> whatever. And then we cut to Seth. Nice to see someone using just a knife to cut a bread product. Refreshing. Shout out, Ross I liked Godin, it. I was here for it. Beagle slicer. Wayo. I couldn't believe <laughs> Roscoe G, one of our OG fans, um, or OG fans, OG listeners. He's a um, fan. Hey. Got a, a bagel slicer for his birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Roscoe. Birthday. For three weeks ago now, or however long it's been. Um, it I couldn't believe so it. I couldn't joy. believe it when I saw it. I was like, oh my God. See, I, saw I was just scrolling through Instagram and then I was like, oh my God. Because I saw the bagel cutter and I was like, that's amazing. And then I was like, oh, we know him. 
<laughs> oh my god, oh my I god, know I him. him. Santa's co- Roscoe's coming. Oh my god, I know him. Uh, so much um, joy. Yeah. So indeed. But yes, yeah, so Seth is just cutting up a, a bread product with a knife as as it should be. All is well and good in the world. But then Seth and Ryan have quite a quite an intense little fight. Yeah. Again, it's just Ryan be so aggressive. There's no shades to mm. his aggress- aggression. There's no like, oh, I'm a bit pissed mm. off or oh, I'm a bit annoyed. It's literally just like, oh, I'm fine or I'm going to kill you. There's no in between. Yeah, right. So then we cut to Marissa's house. This is where we get a little close up of the lollipop stick Trojan horse. And I've just written, how the f are they going to mm. make that? Which we'll get on to. Um, but it's Marissa and Alex and Marissa tells another lie Ryan phones to say he's not going to make it and Marissa's like oh it was my mum and I'm just like stop Stop lying just stop telling lies you're a compulsive liar like stop telling lies Um, and then this is where um, Alex is a bit of me where it seems like she's just having a casual conversation and then she slips in like the actual thing she's like oh yeah maybe you could sleep in a tent with Ryan. Hmm. I love that that's what Remember you, how you um, didn't tell me about that? That's written down because I've just written down snarky snarky Alex. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is me. Snarky yeah. snarky. But this is some, This is like a recurring thing that we've talked about a lot across the first series and now over halfway through the second series is like lying by omission and how like that's mm-hmm. what Mar- Marissa clearly doesn't understand that because she's like oh I didn't lie to you like and Alex is like no yeah. you did and then I hate it when mm-hmm. people are like oh but it's not a big deal and it's like yeah it's not a big deal to you and it wasn't a big yeah, deal until you yeah, lied yeah. about it like I feel Alex here yeah. like she speaks the truth I feel like that's two different things like I feel like yeah like it wasn't a big deal until you lied is definitely a thing but I also think what you just said about the it, it, it wasn't a big deal like you don't get no. to decide if it's a big deal if you've hurt someone like and you don't think that what you did was a big deal it doesn't matter that you think that you've you've hurt that person and it was a big deal to them so like you you don't yeah. get to decide how other people react to your actions and if you've if somebody's saying that it was a big deal you need to be like okay well and deal with that however heads up if you, but you don't get to just try and throw it away by saying oh it wasn't yeah, a big deal and if you head up if you are in an argument and you're thinking it's not a big deal i don't see what you're making such a big deal about just don't say it out loud you can think it think it in your head yeah. that's fine just don't say it out loud because that person you're arguing with will think you're a twat yeah, they wouldn't be arguing with you if it wasn't a big deal to them. Um, I have a question. See, when you've been over at a female friend's house, mm-hmm. have they ever plaited your hair? Ever? I quite like people playing with my hair, so I would probably... Like, I definitely have. Um, but it would probably be, like, my probably like really cro- close people. So maybe, like, Louise or... So this would make sense My for sister. You. I was just watching this. Like, honestly, next they're going to be in their underwear having a pillow fight. Like, this does not happen. No, this I feel like it does happen. What I feel like it doesn't happen is that, like, it doesn't happen when you're sitting already ready to be... It's like when you're in your jammies and you're, you've, like, taken your bobble out and you're, like... Oh, like thingy in your hair. Yeah, there's a purpose to it. There's a purpose to plaiting your hair. So, like, but that's not what this was. Yeah, that isn't what this was. Like, actually, if Kirsty, if my friend Kirsty from work is listening, she will be screaming at me, being like, "You absolutely have. You absolutely have." Because um, when we went on a school trip to Cape Town, the trend 
for that trip was having your hair in French braids and actually all the girls sat every night in the, the common area and braided each other's hair. But that is a purposeful braid, a purposeful plait is what I'm going to call it. When you're like, hey, I can't French plate my hair. Can you put a plate in my hair? That is a thing. You don't just sit and chat and randomly do each other's. Like, she wasn't doing, she had her hair in a ponytail. And then, like, yeah. she was never going to keep the plate in. It was stupid. It was, again, yeah. I just felt like it was a like a guy envisioning what girls do when they're hanging mm. out together. Like, in season one, when, like, she was just cutting about in her bra, trying on random clothes. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, um, but I do um, really enjoy the phrase "you can't ride two horses with one ass." With one ass, exactly, it's a good exactly. Phrase. Summer thinks that Marissa should move home. Basically, yeah. is what what is happening here, but she doesn't want to because, and the reason she gives is it would make her mum too happy. So she's not saying that she doesn't want to move home, like she. Or that she doesn't want to move home because she loves living with Alex. Yeah. She doesn't want to move home for the only reason being that it's going to make her mum happy, which is absolutely horrible. Horrible. Yeah, that's gross. Gross behaviour. So Julie goes to Ryan. Oh. What we did skip over, sorry, when we skipped over the Sandy Julie conversation was that maybe it's not the message, maybe it's the messenger, which is where she gets this idea. So she goes to Ryan. Wet. Yeah. Again, it is an adult going to Ryan to ask him to do something, which is insane. Yeah, our favourite thing. Our like, favourite thing. It's just insane. I, like, I get that he's made out to be this character that's grown up before his time, yada, 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 wah, wah, wah. But there's not a chance in hell these posh entitled people would go to Ryan to get him to help them. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not realistic. No. I don't, I'm fed up. I'm fed up of it keeping happening, Kerry. I yes. just wanted to stop. Yes. So he's in the middle of a brood sesh. And she's chosen him as the messenger. So really, really and Jayan, really and Jayan <laughs> are in cahoots now. Um, oh, it shows we're tired today, doesn't she's it? She's like, End of the day, mate. says to Ryan, convince her to come home. And of course, Ryan's going to go and do that. Like, I don't understand why he does it. It seems very strange. Yeah, but I can, like, see if he did it and just the next time he saw her, it was like, oh, hey, like, how's it working out living with Alex? Maybe you should move home. Mm -hmm. That's how I imagine, I envision, Julie expected that conversation to go down. Not what actually happens, which is him violently and rudely storming into Alex's home. Yeah. And just being a dick. Yeah, like, that was... this whole flex yeah. is so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, and then he gives the whole, like, hey, by the way, if you got to work this hard, it's not working. Why? Since when is, does he hate Alex? She, fair enough, she threw a can of beer at him and she kind of had a go at him. But he just... But why does he care? Yeah, like, is this him, is this the writers trying to make us think that he fancies Marissa again? Is that is that what they're hinting at? I don't know. But especially since later on when she says, oh, it wasn't about you, he was like, yeah, no. And he's cool about it. Like, why is he so not cool about it? Ugh, it doesn't make any sense. And why is she cool with it? With the fact that he came storming into her home and forced his way into her house. And Well, I can see why she, like, decides to get some big heavies and is like, let's go kick this guy's head in. Um, anyway. Anyway, before we get there, Marissa is at the beach. They're building the bonfire. Everyone's asking her a thousand questions. And I feel like that scene is just my life right now. Oh, really? I'm sitting here in my in my hoodie, and everyone's asking me questions, and I don't know the answers. So Aww. that's my vibe, oh, buddy. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Oh, that's not good. 
I feel like, yeah, we've talked about this already. This is not a day before job. This is like a weeks before job. Um, but no fear because Ryan is here to help and he will answer all of your questions. And then we see Ryan take charge and we see that he's actually quite good at being the gaffer. Yep. Cool. This is not his first rodeo. He has yeah. built a horse before. Apparently. <laughs> and they've got loads of horse-based architecture in Chino. Um, <laughs> Carter comes to see Kirsten. Oh yeah, um, we skipped a scene earlier because nothing really happens in it. Kirsten snuck over and dropped off the old magazine to him and he turns up at her office now and is like, sick move. Yeah, good move, man. I can't believe I used to write about losers. Um, she tells him that it's all down to Sandy. He was a big fan, blah, blah, blah. Carter's like, oh, well, I should meet your husband then. No. And then we get this weird, she sort of palms it off. She's like, mm, changes the subject straight away. Um, what do you think about that? What do I think about that? So, as a red-blooded woman, there are definitely people I have met in my life outside of my long-term partner who have thought, hmm, they're a bit of all right. And I would never act on that. But like, there's definitely like, you know, just just a light flirt, just a little flirt. And then as soon as they meet each other, you're like, oh, well, that's totally over. Not that anything was ever going to start, but you're like, well, that's it. Like, they've met each other now. No? No. You're looking at me like no. I no, I do not okay. understand why if she's got no intentions whatsoever, if she doesn't think that oh, well maybe I don't understand why she wouldn't wouldn't be okay with a meeting, especially well, when she mean, knows like, that Sandy's a big fan and Sandy's already said yeah. that he wants to meet him. That should have been a case of oh well, actually he would really like to meet you too. We talked about it the other day. We should all get together and have a coffee. Yeah, but as soon as she does that, that means Carter is no longer of. A sexual interest or but it doesn't matter because she's married it. she's married so he shouldn't be i know but she's been thinking about leaving sandy mm. is the inclination mm. the, is what we were led to believe so yeah like me in that situation i'd be like oh yeah he said he wanted to meet you too let's go for coffee whereas the simple fact that Sa- that kirsten is like not making that happen makes me think that she wants something else to to go on but that's just my thoughts on it so. anyway summer goes to the coins and ryan's not there and then sandy goes to the mermaid and to see lance and he's not got the dollar instead he's got a little contract he's like sign this i'll give you a hundred dollars just now you'll get the, ne- the money in the next two weeks you'll get 500k in the next two weeks and he's like mm, cool signs the copy of the contract and then Sandy's like by the way if any of this gets released even one single frame of it then you'll be in breach of this contract and you will owe us 10 times the amount so 10 times $500,000 however much that is 5 million? something like that um, and he's like oh she's um and then there's this weird thing where he goes to Julie and he's like, look, you don't have to worry about it, blah, blah, blah. The good news is you you don't have to worry. The bad news is you do have to pay. Um, and then she says something like, oh, I'm screwed or something like that. And then he yeah. says, yeah, I know. I saw the footage. And I thought, did Sandy watch the, the tape? Like, surely not. Surely <laughs> to be fair though, not. if I was Sandy, I would definitely watch it. Not in a sexy way, but just because like, my morbid curiosity would get better. 
There is no way that Sandy watched a tape of Julie Cooper <laughs> doing it. There's no way. It was nah, a weird thing. Started watching it and then went, oh God, no. Mm. Um, also, imagine, imagine a world where you just like could get half a million pounds to pay off some blackmail. Like if it was just sitting there. Imagine. The 1%, man. The 1%. <laughs> Um, one day, Kerry, if we keep working hard, you keep teaching no, those kids. No, I don't want to be in the 1%. They're, they're bad guys, all of them, and we all know that. Right. Pep rally. It's going well. Um, until Alex turns up with two heavies to fight Ryan. And they start on him. And Marissa's like, no, stop. What are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. Um, and she takes Marissa as sure as she, and then Marissa takes Alex off for a talk um, or a fight. Um, and actually, this is quite sad. Like, they realise that they're too different. Yeah. Like, Did she you get the little in. line that um, Ryan said just before they left, where he says to one of the heavies, like, I like your wrist cuff. Mm. <laughs> I like it your was, wrist cuff. It made me chuckle. Um, yeah, I've actually written down, uh, cute harbour jumper, just dump her. Because see, when Alex turned up with those heavies, I was like, nah, man, I can't be putting up with this drama in my life. Like, just mm. get rid of her. It's not worth it. Like, mm. it's not worth it. You're 16 years old. Just go back to your mum's house. Live your nice life. Like, yeah. this is BS. Yeah, they don't fit together. And they decide to break up. And actually, after all is said and done, it's quite amicable. Yeah. Um. You know, they, they, they say their pieces and they go their separate ways. Um, they do really nice, like, mutual, apo- like, apologies. Yeah, really that, lovely. yeah. Like, that's is. a nice way to end it, yeah. you know? I'm sorry, you're sorry, everyone's sorry. Cool. Yeah. Bye. My main issue here was what the fuck were Marissa's boots all about? Oh, the kind of burgundy ones that match her burgundy. Yeah, they were awful. I think they're Uggs, babe. No, they were awful. I was like, this is all nice and stuff, but why are you wearing those shoes? Do you know what really bothers me? And I touched on this earlier, is the fact that the conclusion of them breaking up isn't that Alex is going to go back to her kick-ass life managing like a really cool venue and having her nice house and you know hanging out with her pals and you know living her best life she's like oh I think I'm gonna move home and move, go back to school fuck off mm. no like why does Alex have to do a 180 there was nothing yeah. wrong with her to begin yeah. with she doesn't need to change she doesn't need fixed she's damn fine on her own keep the purple streak I'm into it yeah. yes Alex Woo! Mic drop. It's weird that as soon as relationships end in this series, like the person has to move to a completely different place. <laughs> like in oh, order if for only it was like that. anything to happen. Like anything. Imagine to move IRL on. every time you broke up with someone. They moved ages away. Move. <gasps> that would be so good. Send them all to Bulgaria. I've been there. Don't plan it. No, back. don't send them all to Bulgaria because my dad's thinking about buying buying a holiday home there, so oh, okay, send somewhere them somewhere else. else. Somewhere else, please. Well, bye, Alex. Bye, Alex. Joy. I've loved having you in the show. They burn the horse. Yeah, Seth and Summer turn up just in time to see Ryan put his arm around Marissa Mm -hmm. and to walk her in to set this horse thing on fire. Right. Do you not think it's awfully tall? Like, surely it's going to fall over. I think it's um, a very strange. I thought they would do more with the Trojan horse metaphor within the storyline for this episode. Like, it's weird that they made it a Trojan horse. It's not like the team are called the Trojans or anything no. like that. It, it, it seemed like a sort of wasted opportunity to 
have like a Trojan horse storyline, but oh, you know, whatever. Like, I'm I mean, over it's it. It's a really good bonfire. I'll give them that. It looks great. I'm over it. No. Okay. And then what happens um, to all those nails? They've nailed it together. And then what happens when all those nails just end up in like a big ashy pit in the sand on the beach? It's not very environmentally sustainable either. Through, it's quite, um, yeah, I'm not here for it. Okay, next time. It kind of feels like another clean slate in a way for the Fab Four, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Ryan and Marissa are both now single and Seth and Summer are happy. What's going to happen next? Who bloody knows, eh? Who bloody knows? Um, will Ryan and Marissa get back together? Probably. Who knows? <laughs> um, Julie has to tell Caleb, and that is what I'm most interested in. I think Sandy has a way of her getting out of this. I feel like him giving him a hundred pounds. I don't know. I just feel like he's got like a little get out mm. clause that he's going to be like, "Jokes on you, Lance." Yeah. I don't know. I, I know what you mean. It seems there. quite obvious that that is the, the flex here. Yeah. Uh, we've also got the magazine launch, which is mm-hmm. coming up. Interesting to see what's going to happen with Carter. Presumably Carter and Sandy are going to meet at the magazine launch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when is Zach back from Italy? Yeah, bring Zach back. Does he have to move school now that him and somebody... <laughs> probably. He's probably just moved to Italy. <laughs> He's got a postcard saying, I live here now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah that is my thoughts and feels on what happens next mm-hmm. have you watched ahead do you know no, what actually I have not watched ahead I know that we're going to be introduced to a couple of new well maybe not new <gasps> but there's going to be new characters soon um, or additional characters soon it seems to be the case isn't it when someone leaves we get a couple of episodes of as per and then somebody new comes on the scene so Full show. expect a uh, and uh, maybe a familiar face, maybe a new face. A Who knows? Face. I I can't stop thinking about Teresa now that you brought it up. Mm. I think about it every day. Anyway, listener of the week. We got five stars on our Apple review by the lovely Esme F. Thanks, Esme F. She has said. To be honest, there are many reasons to love this podcast. The fashion critiques, the throwback references, which the hosts even need to explain to each other, the calling out of problematic themes, and finally, the human construct of time. (laughs) (laughs) She knows. I will create an actual time scale of the OC, and I'm sure it will have so many question marks, we won't even be able to actually work out when anything happens in this fictional place except for Christmas and Valentine's. She knows. Esme knows the score. Esme, (laughs) send us that timeline. We need it. We need it. I'm here for those calendars. Maybe we can include that in our merch range. (laughs) The Newport Beach timeline I'm into. Um, Thanks so much for your review, Esme. That's very, very kind. Again, if... If anybody else wants to uh, leave us a review on Apple, Apple Podcasts, that'd be real nice. If you want to say nice things to us, you know, in general, uh, we're on socials on Instagram and Twitter at Never Seen the OC. We are definitely more active on Instagram. But look at Twitter sometimes. I've got notifications. If you message me there, I'll, I'll see it. I'll get back to you at some point. I won't, but she will. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> You've been very active on, on Instagram these days. Mm. 
A little bit. It's because I've got my peeps, man. I've got, because I took over the socials for that week, I've got my peeps that I'm like, oh, hey, hey, guys, hey, guys. And when they send DMs, I'm like, mm, no, I don't want Heather oh, to yeah. reply to that person because I love that person. So I'm going to reply they're, to them. They're, <laughs> they're my listener friend. I they're my listener them. friend. Um, Great. Thanks, listeners. We're now fighting over you. You were so good. <laughs> Thanks. We appreciate it. Um, great. Okay. Well, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been something. It's been something. <laughs> I'm going to go back to work and pretending I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm going to go back to doing work as well. I might get pizza though. Mm, thanks, Sandy. Mm, I'm going to have spaghetti, I think. Nice. Mm. Okay. Love you, bye. Okay, bye. bye. bye.